Hey church, here we are at another life experience. I'm so grateful to God that we get this opportunity to come together. Yeah. Together together, man. What a what we've been through so much over the last two and a half years, but we get an opportunity now to gather together in spirit and in truth. Yes, we're not gathering in the big gatherings, but God is teaching us in this season to value the micro. And uh, today you're sitting in a live group. Uh, you might be at home with your family, uh, but you must know that you are valued in the kingdom of God. You are valued in this church and you're a huge part of this culture called life, Life Church Global. And we really believe that this moment is a very unique moment because we believe divine transformation is taking place right now as you're hearing God's word. And so it's going to be powerful today. So today I have a great honor and a privilege of serving my spiritual parents or Kelsey's and my spiritual parents today along with Life Church Global. So we're going to uh, give life to two birds with one stone. Get it? Yeah, we're going to preach one message uh, to both sides of the family. And so it's going to be fun. So we want to welcome New Covenant Church to um, our church. And we want to welcome Life Church Global to New Covenant Church. It's going to be good. So we're going to continue on a series called Spiritual Algorithms. And today the title of my message is The Greatness Within. I'd love for you to open your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 29. And this is a... uh, a well-known passage that I want to start this message on. And verse 11 says this, For I know, and this is God speaking, He's saying, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all of your heart, I will be found by you. It's an amazing, this verse is an amazing invitation. And here he says, I know the thoughts, plural, not a thought, but thoughts. That I think towards you. That word thoughts over there in the in Hebrew uh, means plan, like some of the versions of the Bible says, for I know the plans that I have for you. But there's also another meaning to it. And it is the word device. It's a device. For I know the devices I think towards you. So which means every thought that God has becomes a device, a scheme. We've only thought of these things when it comes to the schemes of the enemy and the plans of the devil and all that kind of stuff. But actually the biggest schemer is God. And he has many schemes. So if you believe one of them, your life will be changed. So he is saying, for I know that the devices that I think towards you, which means every thought that God thinks about you is a device, like a cell phone device, like a, like a mobile device, for example, or an iPad or any device that you might, might look at. They're, they're, it has potential to add value to your life. And so when we look at this, we must understand that God's thoughts, the Bible says, he says to in another book, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My, my thoughts are greater than your thoughts, right? This is what he says. But I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 2 and we read verse 10. Uh, and it says this, 
for we are god's masterpiece i want you to look at yourself right now whatever shape you are whatever color whatever size whatever it is look at yourself and say i am god's masterpiece now you you really look at yourself okay there are people in the room they're not looking at they're looking at me and saying i am god's masterpiece no no you have to look at yourself and you have to say i am god's masterpiece i am god's masterpiece yes come on now that's that's amazing so which means god for we are god's masterpiece he has created us anew in christ jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago so which means god is making you and i into this masterpiece now individually we're pieces that the master is taking together and making us into one big masterpiece called christ and he's revealing christ to the world but you must understand in order for you to be chosen to be a part of christ you must be special there must be something different about you i hope you understand that but here he's saying for we we collective are god's masterpiece which means everybody god has a plan and purpose and that plan and purpose leads the destination of that plan and purpose for all of our lives is for us to be transformed into the image and likeness of christ so that now god can reveal the glory of christ when all of us are put together He brings us into the kingdom. Now we're not talking about being together in a building, okay? Please don't get me wrong now. What I'm trying to say is we're all in the spirit, we're all in the kingdom, and when we're in the spirit in the kingdom of God, he is taking us through a process of being transformed into the image and likeness of his son. So your destination is not heaven, your destination is Christ. You must understand what God is trying to say to us is that you and I our destination is to become Christ. so that god can reveal his glory through christ to the world okay so that everybody in the world can look at the glory of christ and look at your life and see christ in you which gives them hope for glory there is hope for them to experience his glory to be a part of this masterpiece when they see god's goodness being revealed through your life So that's why he chose you so we are god's masterpiece which means he's got this master plan and you fit into that plan that's why you're in the kingdom of god that's why you're in the city that you're in that's why you're in the nation that you're in that's why you're in the job that you're in that's why you are having the visa status that you have that's why you have the salary that you have that's why you're in the family that god placed you i can keep going that's why you are driving the car that you're driving it's all part of his plan and this plan that god has is so it's 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 like little little plans that all come together to make one big plan and he's trying to reveal now his masterpiece to all the world and you play a very significant role in it so you have to stop considering yourself according to how people identify you and start considering yourself according to how god identifies you and he identifies you as son You're a son of God. You're not a slave. 
You're not a servant anymore. Those are awesome processes to lead you to this place. And this place is sonship. And two sons, ladies and gentlemen, he gives what, what, I, what the Bible calls his greatness. So the master plan reveals his greatness. So people look at his greatness and go, I want that God. They look at the greatness of God in and through your life and they say, I want that plan. Now, I want to say this. The greatness of God is, is embedded in every single human being. Not just Christians. Every God so loved the world, not just the Christians. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God gave his son to the world, not to the church. So Jesus doesn't belong to the church. So the church doesn't belong to, to only to go to heaven. The church belongs to go to the world. To be, to be this place where we reveal, God reveals His greatness, His great plan for the world through us. I hope you understand what I mean. Right? So, so God's got this awesome master plan and he, He's got this plan for every single human being to be a part of this masterpiece. That's how great His plan is. If we have 2 billion people on the planet today, those 2 billion people fit perfectly in his masterpiece. Come on now. That's how massive his plan is. Now, to each of those 2 billion people, God has thoughts. <laughs> he has thoughts. Wow. How vast, how precious are your, David said, how precious are your thoughts? How great are the number of them? That's per person. Now you must understand how great your God is. To each one, he has a specific plan and a specific purpose. And that specific plan and purpose fits in a bigger plan. See, you might be an individual in Life Church Global. God has a plan and purpose for you in Life Church Global because he has a plan for Life Church Global. And Life Church Global is in Dubai because God wants Life Church Global to be in Dubai. Because God has a plan for Dubai. And then God has a plan for Dubai because God has a plan for the UAE and God has a plan for the Middle East. I can keep going out into the macro, but at the, at the, at the center, the core of all of it is you. You. You're not insignificant. You're a big deal. You're a big deal in the kingdom of God. Angels come and they ask God, who is man that you are so mindful of him? They know that he is, his mind is full of thoughts for you. Come on now, that is amazing. How precious are you to God? This is, this is an amazing, amazing moment where we come into this place of, of, of acknowledging his greatness in our life. So for God, we must understand there's greatness in every single human being, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter your color, your caste, your creed, your religion. God has placed greatness on the inside of every human being. But in order for that greatness to be activated, you need something called a cross. See, greatness exists in everybody and people have tried methods. They try meditation, they try levitation, they try all the Asians, whatever you want to call it. Every nation also, they try all of the methods they try and they, they kind of work up that greatness to a certain degree, but they can't allow it to last long. 
But see, in the, once you come past the cross, once you start believing in Jesus, that he was the son of God, he, re, he died on your behalf, and you start believing that your sins were paid for, and now you, you believe that he's resurrected from the dead, and he's alive today, and because he's alive, you're alive, and because he's not dead, you're not dead, and because he's continued to living, you will continue to live. Now you must understand that there's greatness that God has placed in you. Because that greatness is placed in you now, he brings you through the cross and now as he begins to bring you through the cross, now you don't have to do what they did to get a little bit of greatness. See, Usain Bolt may not be a Christian, but he has accessed God-like behavior. He's an athlete that runs the fastest in the world. It's the greatness of God. It's the greatness of God in Usain Bolt. It's the greatness of God in Steve Jobs. It's the greatness of God in Bill Gates and all these people, Mark Zuckerberg and all the people. It's the greatness of God. And the minute you begin to acknowledge it, now you'll begin to understand you can sustain it. When you begin to embrace the cross, now the spirit of life begins to dwell on the inside of you and that spirit begins to make the plan that God has enter into its mission. See, till then, you're just waiting. It's that, that, that plan, that greatness on the inside of you is just waiting for the moment. You now begin to have and begin to think, ah, oh, who is this Jesus? I'm beginning to experience the goodness of God. I'm beginning to experience the goodness of God. Oh, wow, I'm experiencing the goodness. Why am I good? Oh, somebody comes to you and now tells you about this Jesus. And now you go, okay, you start connecting the dots and you go, okay, I was saved in that accident because God protected me because he has a plan and purpose for my life. Oh, when my, you know, my mother should have aborted me, but, but then, you know, she kept me and today now I'm experiencing the goodness of God because she made, no, 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 that was God that was... Do you understand what I'm saying? When the person begins to start acknowledging, they get enlightened by the truth, the light of God's word. Now, the, the spirit begins to activate greatness. So which means what people try 20 years to try to achieve a little greatness, you will achieve it without breaking a sweat. Come on now. You don't, have, because of grace, because of the cross, because of repentance and renewal and transformation through the word of God, now that greatness that is deposited in you now begins to get activated by the Holy Spirit. And because it gets activated by the Holy Spirit, what was difficult now becomes easy because of the grace of God. So which means the greatness of God that is on the inside of you is the virtue of God's greatness that he gives to his sons. So if, you're, if you believe that you are a son of God, that's your primary identity, that I am a child of God, I'm a son of God, whether you're, you're male, female, it doesn't matter. In the kingdom, in the spirit, you're a son of God. And, and if that is your core identity and you're beginning to live from that place, now, ladies and gentlemen, the, the greatness of God begins to get activated because he only trusts his greatness with his son because his son is the only one who paid the price. And paid the price really, really well. He, he did everything that the father desired. Right? So now, we must understand that every human being has the potential to manifest the greatness of God. But the pathway to manifesting greatness is different for people who are not in the kingdom of God compared to people who are in the kingdom of God. 
So when you're not in the kingdom of God, you pay a price. You pay the price for it. But in the kingdom of God, you live from the paid price. You don't live, it doesn't cost you anything, but you begin to identify yourself with the sufferings of Christ. You don't suffer, you identify yourself. The same way you identify yourself with the cross, the same way you identify yourself with the burial, the same way you identify yourself with the resurrection, in the same way you identify yourself with the, with the sufferings of Christ so that you can begin to experience the glory that comes from the sufferings. That manifestation of glory, ladies and gentlemen, is the manifestation of the greatness of God in your life. Right, so now, We must understand that the greatness of God is not manifested by how many good results you have. But it is manifested through how many times you have failed and got up. But Greatness in the kingdom of God is not determined by how much success you have. It is determined by the process that you go through. Greatness is not determined by how many times you succeed, but greatness is determined by how, how long you take in the process to reach to the place of success. And God fully knows who he chose. So you can't even beat yourself up when you, when you don't succeed and you fail. So as Christians, it's okay to fail. <laughs> I just want to break that off you. I want to break this performance thing off your life that God, I'll get in, into God's good books if I do everything right. How do you define right? Only he is right. There is no measuring scale. Your measuring scale is Christ. <laughs> and if you're trying to compare your character to his character, you will always fail. So get used to it. Just live in the place that I, I, I'll never amount to anything. Oh, come on now. Oh, I will... I. In my own ability, I will never amount to anything good. That's when you hit rock bottom there, that's when you'll realize that it's not by your works. It's by grace alone. When you come into this place where failure doesn't look like a report card with a red line on it. Failure doesn't look like, oh, I tried for that business deal and I, and I didn't get it. Success looks like, or greatness looks like the process that you applied yourself over and 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 over again. Even though people will term it as failure, you term it as the process to greatness.
the people around you even in church will say man what a what a guy man really again you fell how do you define that in the kingdom of god how do you define falling who defines it can you fall so far from god that you're not that god can catch you come on now we've got to understand something there's a, there's a there's a bit of religion that is gotten into the grace theology as well we we think that oh this person has fallen so much but god wherever the person for david says even in sheol you are there so which means sheol was not a failure it was a process to meet god you must understand every test that you get is not a repetition the standard keeps going higher and higher and higher and higher and that's why we think oh I'm like I'm, I'm so, the the human logic will tell you you're not doing anything good you're failing all the time you're failing all the time but if i were to only submit this to you that what you thought was a failure was actually a process to greatness you will give yourself some grace you will give yourself a, a pat on the shoulder and say man i've been through a lot in my life and i've not given up i've people have accused me people have stolen from me people have stabbed me in the back i have done this i have done that i've i've messed up relationships but But you know what? I never gave up. You've got to give a give yourself a, a clap offering. Give yourself well done, well done. That you're here today, you're alive, you're sitting in church because you did not give up. You know why? Because God did not give up on the greatness that he placed on the inside of you. You've got greatness on the inside of you and God did not just waste it. He is a wise master builder. He chose you because he knows that you will be the perfect one to reveal his goodness, to reveal his greatness. You are the perfect one. That's why he says, "We are the masterpiece." You're not just a failure, you're a masterpiece. Do you know what masterpieces are? Are people who have painted these awesome paintings and they are they sold for millions and millions of dollars. That's nothing compared to you. You're a living masterpiece. You're evolving every single day. You're being transformed into the image and likeness. Every day you're a new creation. You're beginning to manifest this new creation to God. To the world. You're beginning to manifest it. You're not somebody, you're not just from a country. You're from the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter what your color of your passport is or what the world thinks of your passport or your nationality. You're in the kingdom of God now. You conduct yourself in a different way. And we don't look at failures according to how people measure failure. We look at it as I'm just getting better. I'm just getting better. I'm just getting better. The next time, the next day, the next moment, when i'm being tested i'm getting better i'm getting better i'm getting better tell yourself that i'm getting better i'm getting better i'm getting better every time you 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 call it a failure just say i'm getting better i am the righteousness of god in christ i am getting better i am getting better i am getting better why because god has placed greatness on the inside of me he's trusted me with his greatness he's mature you're maturing into his greatness you've got to allow yourself you've got to allow your mind to think what god thinks the thoughts that god has is what you need to begin to have how how vast are your thoughts god how wow when he begins to say for i know the thoughts that i think towards you which means he's 
got this master plan and he's got these thoughts and now he's beginning to say, oh, okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to place this scheme, this device in Mac's mind. And I'm going to place it there and now I'm going to see what Mac does with it. And now his plan, <laughs> his master plan around you will keep moving on, but his love for you will hold on and wait for you. And he'll wait for your process and he will see that every time you term it as failure, he looks at it as, I see him improving. He did better, he did better today than he did yesterday. That is Christ growing. That is Christ maturing on the inside of him. It's not a failure. He's becoming more Christ-like. He's maturing every single day. The more you realize, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have chosen this. I should have done this. Ah, it's maturing. Look at him. Christ is being magnified. Christ is he's, he's, being, he's being transformed into the image and likeness of Christ. That's amazing. It's amazing. See, the, the schemes of the enemy is to defeat you even before you, you even try to fight. A lot of us have, have been programmed into this performance mindset that causes us to look at the red lines more than all the marks that we get on the report card. Have you noticed that? We remember all the failures more than the success. Man, I got 90 something in English. English. The, don't forget about the maths and forget about the other language or whatever. But I got 19 English. How come I didn't get gold medal for that one? How come I didn't get rewarded for that one? You see, if parenting would evolve in such a way that we begin to celebrate the good things that the kids do, you will not have red lines on their report card. The problem is we highlight the negative and we make the failure so big that all this failure now begins to get into every other language or studies or all the other subjects see why when they start failing in one subject and they believe they can't do it now all the other subjects will get, be, get begin to get affected by that same hard attitude but why does it happen in the other way come on now we've got to learn to not celebrate our failures we've got to celebrate the process the process of being transformed into the image and likeness of God. Why? Because there's greatness. Greatness. I am a masterpiece. I wake up in the morning, doesn't matter what my breath smells like, doesn't, doesn't matter where my hair is, doesn't matter what clothes I have on, I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. You need to wake up in the morning and tell yourself that you are a masterpiece. I have the greatness of God. Doesn't matter what anybody says about you. You are a masterpiece. So good. You know, God has a tendency of choosing people who are not qualified, who have the worst characters. In fact, no character at all. Chooses people who are absolute nobodies and makes them into somebody. Uh, uh, one of those characters in, in that come to mind is Peter. Right, Peter, by profession, was on a pathway and he was a fisherman. You must understand, the world, his family put him in that to become a fisherman. He was a part of a family of fishermen. And so now that's what he learned and that's what was his path. And so he was doing his path until Jesus walked up on the scene. And Jesus comes to him and says, come follow me. It's a play on words. And he says, I'll make you fisher of men. And somehow Peter was smart enough to think that that is awesome and I need to leave my entire livelihood and follow this man. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So Peter 
left a pathway that he is on that his family is on and decided now to follow this man he met for the first time he says i'll make you fisherman that was the invitation i would have expected something at least give me a word of knowledge or something at least say something that will cause me to believe what you have to say but see peter would have already known where he was his personality through the scriptures he would have, he already knew that he was a failure and so when a when a teacher comes to him and says come let me disciple you that's what he was saying he left it because he had a desire to become like his teacher why because the teacher was greater than the student you see there's a desire but even through peter's life we see that this guy his zeal was greater than his wisdom you must understand through the scripture he'll have moments of glory and then he'll make a couple of mistakes to the point where ladies and gentlemen even when jesus the guy he spent 3 and 1/2 years his own teachers been crucified on that night he betrays him three times same night he should not be qualified to be an apostle come on now i wonder which theological college will give him a certificate come on now but you look at good jesus after he's crucified resurrects comes first person he meets peter and what does he say feed my sheep encrypted words like do you love me feed my sheep hey what is that what does that mean do you love me yes i love you feed my sheep but you must understand this man who we term as a failure according to what we think is a successful christian was actually in a process of becoming the super apostles of apostles but see it did not take a successful disciple to become a super apostle it took a disciple who failed through his way according to worldly terms failed through his way stumbled and fell 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 in the water also fell fell fell, fell. betrayed jesus betrayed you're not betraying just anybody now you're not betraying a pastor you're betraying god three times on the same night and even after that So which means the greatness of God when your time comes for God to choose you to be in the kingdom of God nothing can stop God. Amen. Nothing can stop God. Neither your failures what you term failures neither your sin issues which family you come from what color where your passport is which part of the wilderness you live in it does not matter. Amen. When God has chosen you he believes that you are his masterpiece. and he communicates to you according to the greatness that he has placed in you see he will always talk gideon mighty man of valor hello who is this i'm hiding do you understand i mean, he's hiding mighty man of valor wow mighty man of valor and once you greatness is activated in your life ladies and gentlemen every path that you were on will come you will come to a place where those parts those career parts those things that you were doing before all of it and i'm not saying this that you have to let it go now please listen to me what i'm saying is all those parts that you were on all those issues that you have you begin to look at it a little differently 
When Kelsey was talking about looking at your past with kindness, this is what it means. You don't look at yourself as a sinner. You look you look at yourself as a person who was going through a process. You were going through a process. A son who did not know he was a son was going through a process of becoming a son. And when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now you begin to live like the son. You're not fighting anybody. You're not trying to build your own kingdom. Now you've understood that once I'm in the kingdom, I'm building his kingdom. I'm seeking his kingdom, not my plan. I realize when you get born again, it means that that you realize that that your connection to everything of this world is lost and now you've become a child of God. You you talk to your father, heavenly father, and I love um you know just just the just a few weeks ago uh I was talking to my niece Kalani and I was talking to her about baptism and I and I explained to her that from the the time that you get baptized you get born again you, you know God becomes your heavenly father so if you need a new pair of shoes she's um, she's probably watching so if you need a pair of shoes you need anything in your life don't go to mom first go to god first because he is your father and he'll provide for you now you must understand she said this testimony with us that she was here and she was she she said when i when i go back to school in australia i needed pencils and i needed a compass box and some stuff she said i don't remember right now but she said i needed all these things and i and and and, and i was praying and i asked god to provide it for me And then she comes here for the recording of the life life experience last week and Bikiran comes up to her and gives her pencils and a compass box. You must understand how awesome this god is. She's 10 years old. 10 years old. And she fully gets connected and understands that God is my provider now. God is my father. God is my mother. God is my he's my healer. God is everything to me. You don't look at your past as a, as as you were a sinner. You look at at your past and everything that you did as a process of becoming a son. And all of this is helping me in my process of becoming Christ-like. So I'm going to count it all joy. All of it is joy. Ah, come on, is all of it is joy. I'm going to count all of the mistakes that I made as joy. Why? Because I got better. and better and better and better and greater and greater and greater and greater today ladies and gentlemen you are more christ like than you were 5 years ago but you've been through a lot but all of that that you've been through was so good that it knocked the seven bells out of the old man and it manifested christ in you it manifested christ through you ladies and gentlemen what's lovable about you is christ in you you are a masterpiece you have you have greatness god has deposited greatness on the inside of you and this week i want to lay this as a foundation for us so that we can mature into this awesome awesome grace gift that god has given us so we bless you church we love you have an awesome week have a phenomenal discussion at live group it's going to be fun today bless you guys love you awesome bye <laughs>